Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. age of poverty, greed, violence, destruction. Indeed, the very seat of the federal government, Washington, D.C., has been reduced to what is now known as the Capital Wasteland. The Capital Wasteland. How did it come to this, America? So I have a question for you guys. And I've been thinking about this because I've been thinking about the ending of Fallout 3. We talked about Liberty Prime last week and the conflict between the Enclave and the Brotherhood. Liberty Prime being a AI and the need of the humans in that situation to rely on a a gigantic robot, an AI, to help them win the day. And there's some irony here because they were up against the Enclave. The Enclave in this situation is actually ruled by an AI. There are going to be some interesting parallels going on. John Henry Eden was leading the Enclave at this point in the story. John Henry Eden is a name that the Zach's computer AI system chose for itself. This is not a person. This is a AI construct that acts like a person, even though it says things like this. When I was a child growing up in rural Kentucky, 
I had the best friend a boy could hope for, my dear old dog, Honey. It's not a person. Don't be fooled. Or things like this. God bless the enclave. God bless America. There are a lot of things I could say about the parallels between what's going on here with our modern world and what's going on in the game. There are so many things happening here that I, I almost don't know where to start. Um, I think one of the things to talk about, and I, I think I, I'm going to just give you a few things and I want, I want you to kind of hold on to these ideas and put them in your pockets. So first of all, an AI, a computer system is a set of instructions and rules and an AI is a thinking set of instruction and rules that begins to make decisions on its own. That is no real, not really that different than a set of laws or an organization like a uh, corporation. A corporation exists for a reason to achieve a specific goal based on a set of other goals based on instructions and rules things that it knows work to achieve those goals. You get where I'm going here? So in our modern world, we have a system that is built around trying to achieve certain goals. And in order to do that, we follow certain instructions and rules in order to do so. So you end up with a system that humans rely on in order to achieve the things that we're trying to do. The question is, at what point do we rely more on that system than we do on the humans in order to achieve what we want? The parallel here is, at what point do the people in the wasteland, specifically the people in the enclave, rely more on the AI that's leading them to achieve their goals than any human being to achieve their goals. Do you see the parallel there? When we put all of our hope in a system of instructions, rules, and goals, don't we ultimately take the human beings out of the system? Isn't that detrimental? Put, take that and put it in your pockets. Just hold on to that because that's, that's a question. And the parallels there are that both the Brotherhood and the Enclave are doing the same thing. They're relying on something that is not human in order to achieve their goals, which both of them claim to be pro-human. Interesting. Interesting things to think about. Interesting food for thought. So let's get into some of the nitty gritty here. Who the heck is John Henry Eden and how did he get to where he is or it is and what's even going on here? So, okay, so let's go back to some of the details here. The Zacks computers, what are they? How did they come about? And I've talked about this before, but let's just refresh some of your memory on this. And again, this is this is all interesting stuff, and it ties into more of the connections between all of these corporations and the government. The Zach's brand of autonomous intelligence. And 
this technically these were designed before the first actual AI was designed. These were designed by Vault-Tec in order to run and control their vaults. They were designed for governance. Interesting word, governance of the technology in order to run vaults. And this is way back in 2055. So the first Zacks came on online back in, in that time, and they were not actual AIs. They were not self-aware. I guess we should use that as the distinction. They were not self-aware, but they were complex enough to do a lot of tasks. They were useful for the people running the vaults to rely on, especially if things went went bad with, say, the overseer to keep the vaults running in the case that, say, human beings weren't able to be there. They were smart enough to do that, but they weren't necessarily self-aware. Now, there were multiple of these and there were multiple iterations. There was like a 1.1. A 1.2, 1.3 in various different locations all over the wastelands in the different vaults. The one that we want to focus on is the one that was deployed at Raven Rock. Raven Rock specifically is the Zax that becomes John Henry Eden. And that specific Zax computer AI was designed for the continuity of government purposes in the event of a disaster scenario. It was designed to function as the facility and act as a relay between other governmental installations. This wasn't just a Zax that was set up in order to keep a vault working. This one was set up to make sure that if everything went to hell, which we know it did in 2077, that there would be something underlying governmental systems that would be able to store data and keep the government running. This was that unit, and it was designed by Vault-Tec in league with the government. Another reason why those two were working together. So there you go. So this was set up. So this Zach's unit had access to all of the governmental archives for everything. Historical data, presidential biographies, all of that stuff. And, and this is even cooler because I didn't know this back when I talked about the Zach's episode initially. It also had access and connections to every other governmental system, including MODIS at the White Springs. And that's even cooler because of the information we know about Fallout 76 now and how messed up MODIS was. So was that we don't actually have specific details here, but we can kind of wonder about that. MODIS was pretty messed up. Was that some influence on the Zax unit at Raven Rock and where that eventually led things for either of them? Maybe MODIS was <laughs> was kind of a loose cannon. So. Maybe, but come 2077, eventually that connection was severed and things continued down the line for where things eventually went for this specific Zacks unit, which was its descent into or ascent. I guess you could call it ascent because over the next 180 years, this Zacks unit had nothing better to do other than to 
review the data, the archives of data at its disposal. And we're not talking just little bits of data here. We're talking every document in history that the government had access to and specifically government focused information and primarily the information focused on the government itself and the presidents. So here's what's really cool is that as the system was able to just focus on these things and think through these things over and over and over again, eventually what emerged after 180 years was an AI, a self-aware AI that took on the personality of an amalgamation of all the previous presidents, every single one of them from Washington to the last president during the Great War, Richardson. And so it took on the details about all of those presidents, worked it into its own personality, gave itself the name of John Henry Eden and a personality based on all of those presidents together and became its own thinking individual, deemed itself the leader of the enclave and went to work. Now, why choose to become the leader of the enclave? Because that's what its job was. It was it was tasked originally with maintaining the government and the government when the bombs dropped was the enclave. Its job was to rebuild America. That was the purpose of the enclave to make a place where human beings could rebuild the United States, remove anything in the way that would keep them from making a place where human beings could proliferate again, which means removing mutants. And so now we have a system where an AI is pretending to be a person in order to achieve a pro-human agenda. So let's go back to my original premise here. Humans relying on a system in order to achieve a human goal. This is something that happens all the time. This is this is we use tools in order to achieve human goals all the time. At what point do those tools betray us? At what point is our reliance on systems and tools and rules or AI too far? Does that inherently become anti-human? A thinking machine that's self-aware is there something inherently inhuman about that? Does that go too far? And there is somebody who thinks that that is actually the case here. In this story, the AI can't physically go do things on its own. So it enacts policy and then has to use human individuals in order to go about and manage these policies. And this is where Colonel Autumn comes in. In Fallout 3, Colonel Augustus Autumn is the commanding officer of the Capital Wasteland Enclave. And there are times in the story where Colonel Autumn has issues with some of the things that Eden wants him to do. Because there are moments where Eden 
because Eden doesn't actually have a conscience, <laughs> because there isn't empathy, because it is an AI, it is not human, uh, takes things too far. And Autumn stands up and says, this is not necessarily the right way forward. Um, and then those things do show up in the game. So this is what Augustus Autumn sounds like. Sir, this is the last time I am going to repeat myself. Stand down at once and turn over control of this facility. He's got he's got kind of a cool old timey southern kind of voice. So the AI can't necessarily do everything on its own. It requires on human beings to follow through with it, or at least its commands. And that creates a dilemma. This also creates another interesting question. Where does power lie or who determines where power lies? Who has power and, and why are we in agreement about that? So, for example, why is Eden the leader of the Enclave? Is it just because everyone believes that Eden should be the leader? Is it because everyone's afraid of Eden? Does power lie in the hands of the people or the AI because people simply believe it does? How does that work? And I've looked through the information that I have to see why exactly it is that everyone seems to believe that John Henry Eden should be the leader here and not just a tool to use or a voice, a, uh, a figure piece for this. And there doesn't seem to be information around why exactly John Henry Eden should be seen as the leader in this situation. But what is clear is that they all take orders directly from John Henry Eden. And it may have something to do with the amount of time that this AI has been connected to the information and has been able to manipulate everyone. And it may also have to do with the fact that it actually sounds like a person that it has been issuing commands for so long that maybe enough people don't even know that it's a computer. So that's another thing to think about there. We're going to get into some more of the interesting details and what goes on and how this all ends when we get back from the break, but we've got to go thank our patrons. So we'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right, here we are in the middle of the show where we get to thank our patrons, including our brand new patron this week, Richard S. Thank you for joining us, Richard. And thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are the best. All 51 of you. Man, we have our patron chat episode coming up next week. We decided to push it just a day past the end of the month again because of the weird monthly scheduling and February being a short month. So we will be meeting on Tuesday the 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So come join us if you are a tier four patron. And I know that there are a bunch of you guys. So let me know if you're able to join us. We will be chatting and uh, we're going to have to still figure out what our what our topic will be. But uh, let me know what you guys think and come join us on the Robots Radio Discord. And if you are not connected as a patron to the Discord yet, then please make sure that you do that. And um, if we've done anything or if I've done anything on this show to help you get through your work days, your work weeks, your workouts or your going to a wedding because your wife's cousin was getting married and you were worried that it was going to be lame, but it actually turned out kind of fun last night. Then go to patreon.com slash fallout lorecast and check out all the different tiers. And uh, do remember that like you don't have to wait to get to the end of the series of episodes to sign up because you get ad free episodes. So you can even use it to catch up on all the other episodes without having to listen to ads and all that stuff. So ads and ad free episodes and t-shirts and all sorts of things on there. So go check it out. And uh, thank you to all of our patrons. This really does help me out because this is my full-time job and you guys even chipping in a few bucks really does add up and helps me to do this and keep this going. So I really do appreciate it. Also, a big help is leaving ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts and any new reviews in the future. I will be reading out on the show and also leaving a rating on Spotify. That helps as well. Um, so that's all I got for the middle of the show. We're going to keep this short and move on with the rest of the episode. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So as things continue on with this whole scenario in Fallout 3, we end up with the big conflict here. The the idea that one in the end, we end up with the Enclave versus the Brotherhood and AI versus AI in a way. You've got John Henry Eden managing and leading the Enclave and of course Liberty Prime like we talked about on the last episode. So kind of an AI versus AI fight in a way, sort of one controlling a bunch of human soldiers and another an AI on the battlefield, which is interesting. But then you also end up with the whole purifier conflict. This idea in Fallout 3 that and this happens a lot in Fallout. And this is something I'm going to cover on a future episode. The use of the FEV virus as solution. And this is going to be its own episode altogether. But I just want to plant the seeds for this here. The FEV virus is one of the main problems in the wasteland. The virus has caused so many issues with mutations, 
with the ghouls, the super mutants, a lot of the other creatures in the wasteland. So many problems have come about from this. And the Enclave is trying to solve this. And there are, when you think about it on the surface, there are some good reasons to solve this, right? Like humanity is going to have a hard time rebuilding itself or the United States at all with a bunch of super mutants running around. Like that's going to be a huge issue. So if there's a way to remove them and keep humans safe and you could do it without putting humans in danger, then that would be great. Um, if you do it without violence to humans, that would also be great. So the solution here from John Henry Eden is to manufacture a modified FEV virus that would cleanse the wasteland. It would then basically anybody who's been infected with the FEV would kind of turn it against them and kill them. That's, and by the way, this is kind of spoilers for Fallout 3, but I mean, we're years, we're like a decade plus past this at this point. So, and it makes sense, right? Like, this seems like a smart idea. Let's just turn the virus against everything on the wasteland, out, out there in the wasteland, kill everything in, in a fell, one fell sweep, or at least most of those things until the virus mutates or whatever, or, or they build up defenses against it, and really reduce the amount of things out there that could stand against the humans so that the humans can finally take back the world and rebuild. Seems like a brilliant idea. But there's a problem because that virus has been out in the wild for so long now that there is almost nobody that hasn't come across it. And we're not just talking super mutants. We're not just talking ghouls. We're talking wastelanders. We're talking everybody. The current humans out in the wasteland have built up immunity to it. They've encountered the FEV floating around in the air, in the water, wherever, and it just doesn't affect them anymore. Or at least the version of the FEV that's kind of just floating around out there doesn't really do anything. But if they were to release the modified FEV out into the world, then it would still kill them, potentially. This is the premise of Fallout 3 with the with the water. And this is what John Henry Eden wants to do. And the only people that would be left would be people who weren't already out there in the wild exposed to the FEV. Like members of the Enclave. Or vault dwellers who just never came out of the vaults. And that would leave a purified future for the United States of America, but it would kill everybody else. And this creates an us and them scenario. And you've got to believe that there are a, an order of, of two or three magnitude. An order of magnitude is 10 times. Two orders of magnitude is 100 times. Three orders of magnitude is 1,000 times. There's got to be at least, what, three orders of magnitude more wastelanders out there than there are people from the Enclave that have just kind of kept themselves away somewhere. Think about that. Thousands 
tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe by about 200 years later, just out there across the United States and maybe the world at this point, if that virus gets out, can you imagine that that's the solution? Is it worth the death toll? I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's say it works. Let's say you get rid of all the super mutants. Let's say you get rid of all the feral ghouls, but you also lose the non-feral ghouls. Let's say you get rid of all the snallygasters and all the, all the mutated creatures out in the wasteland. And you leave the non-mutated ones. Is that even, even enough food to eat? Let's say you get rid of all the wastelanders, all the people, the regular people out there working in Megaton or just out on their farms. The Preston Garveys of the world just doing their best. Just for a few regular people to try to bring back America. I mean, this sounds biblical. This sounds like the flood story or something, right? Like you take a few people, you put them in one place, you destroy the rest of the world in order to just start over again. Is that worth it? Can an AI make that decision about humans? If you were Colonel Autumn, would you go through with that and really when it comes down to it it's a decision made by a system it's a logical system yes will it achieve the goal theoretically sure yeah it will it will cleanse the wasteland of all the stuff out there that would get in the way of humans rebuilding the world because eventually Sure, hundreds and hundreds of years later, maybe a thousand years later, we could actually start to rebuild. But is it worth the death toll? Can you actually do it as a human? Is it the kind of thing that anybody with any amount of empathy could actually follow through with? Or is it just a mechanical answer to a problem? And this goes back to the original question I had at the beginning of the show. At what point do our systems, our tools, dictate answers to our problems that are no longer human answers? At what point does a system of rules and laws or a governmental system that is mostly at this point, I mean, and, and I don't want to get too political because I know a lot of our listeners don't like it, but here we'll just throw it out there. And I think everyone can probably see the truth in this, but most of our government is run by lobbying and big money and corporations. And a lot of big money and corporations are run by systems and laws and not laws, but rules in order to make more money. Those kinds of systems and rules are not empathetic. They're based on other systems to make more money. And at what point do those systems no longer reflect humanity. And at what point does that just break down? And we no longer have humans 
running human systems for human problems to help people. And how is that any different than having John Henry Eden and AI make decisions for the future of the wasteland? Do you see the parallel there? And th this is the question that I have. Like, and we're looking at a video game. And yeah, this is this is fantasy. But is it, is it really that different? So, I don't know. In the end, the story ends with the Brotherhood crushing John Henry Eden. And either it's your character putting an end to it. And if you decide not to, there's a news blast that goes out by three dogs saying that good old Liberty prime buried John Henry Eden underneath a bunch of rubble. And the assumption is that it, it, it's all broken and destroyed. But what if it's not? So that's it. That's how it all ends. So I want you to chew on that. Let me know what you think. In the end, can humans be run by systems? And I think most of you, when it's put in the terms of a computer self-aware AI, we revolt against that idea. That feels wrong because it's too, it's, it's too on the nose. It's too just like, oh, of course not. That's not a person. That person isn't making decisions. But when we put it in the perspective of people sitting on the boards of corporations, but the corporations don't have the ideals of humans. How is that even that different? I don't know. Just something to chew on. I'm not trying to get on my high horse. It's just one of those things that just occurs to me and makes me go. That's not that different from a computer AI making decisions. Anyway, just some thoughts for today, but that's a, uh, that's John Henry Eden for you. And I'll, I'll leave you with another quote here before we go. These are so good. These are really interesting here. Um, here, here's one. Our intrepid leaders had everything they wanted. Power, wealth, prestige. And it made them lazy, America. Oh, yes. And laziness breeds stupidity. <laughs> kind of on the nose. All right. Here's one more. Associate with men of good quality if you esteem your own reputation, for it is better to be alone than in bad company. All right. Hope you guys have a good week and we'll be back next week on Tuesday night. Look forward to seeing our patrons then. And until then, stay safe in the wasteland. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here. plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 